Hello guys, welcome back to Scalora Dance Sport and welcome to this new segment called Open Mic Night. So, Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, here is Andrea Zaramella. Hello guys, Andrea, hello, how are you? Sport, and welcome to this new segment called Hey Alessandro, how are you? I'm great. And you? I'm very well. Mr. Andrea, how are you today? How was your day? I am fantastic, Alessandro. Thank you. I want to take this. Um, actually, thank you and Scalora Danesport for inviting me on um, your beautiful night. And I actually think that you guys are doing that. An amazing job with uh, with all of this. I think that especially in times like what we've been experiencing now with the coronavirus, we need more people like you um, doing what they're doing and having the opportunity to take care of our beloved dance industry in a way that we can still develop and unite the dancing without necessarily, at the moment, going to competitions or the studio. So again, I would like to thank you very much for doing what you're doing. I think it's very beneficial for the entire community of dance sport. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, guys, now I want you to relax, grab your drinks, grab your snacks, and in just a few minutes we will dive into Mr. Andrea Zaramella and his career. So, how's the weather today in South Carolina? North Carolina. North Carolina, North Carolina, that's right, North Carolina. Well, I am, I am actually literally one mile from the border with, uh, with South Carolina. Um, the weather today is fantastic. We have uh, 85 degrees, I was, I was in my pool um, with my baby, I was enjoying my time, yes, it gave me gave me the opportunity to do things that um, I couldn't do before because of the crazy schedule when you're, you know, dancing and competing, but even after when I retired, traveling and judging, uh, busy. But now with this time, I almost, almost took a vacation, almost. Almost, so, almost. All yes. right, guys, so now is the time. Let's get into it. Our first question is from Miss... Liana and Arkady from Chicago, USA Dance, Chapter 2001. The question yes, states, yes. tell us, how have you started dancing and when did you decide to make it your career? Okay, I started dancing, guys, at the age of five years old. Um, I remember dancing because my mom has always been a dance lover. She always wanted to dance. And uh, I, as a child, I was always coming home with her, as social dances uh, over the weekend. 
she will tell me, Andrea, would you like to dance the waltz with me? And I'm okay, okay. So I started like this, and this passion, I guess, started something inside me, I didn't really know. At the age of nine, I finally did my very first ever competition in a traditional Italian dance called the Liscio. <laughs> the Liscio Unificato. And basically, the Liscio Unificato is three dances, Mazurka, Dini's World, and Polka. Wow. <laughs> and um, I started at the age of nine to do my first competition, and I, I never stopped since. I guess that to answer to the question, I have I never really decided that dance was going to be my career. It's just something that I did because I always felt the passion inside me about dancing. So I've done it because of that. But I don't think it was really a, a point of turning and said, okay, I'm gonna make the career out of this. What I can say is that I've always been a very competitive person in everything I do in life. I used to be a former swimmer and tennis player um, in my very first year of dancing. And I was very competitive also when I was doing swimming. Therefore, it's something that I carried on doing um, until I was, you know, more and more successful. I remember becoming national champion actually at the age of 11. And then, furthermore, um, I did more for the international style. I started when I was about 12, 13 in the international ballroom. At the age of 14, I was regional, inter-regional and national champion in two. Then I passed out into the category of youth. And that's when I won my first world championship in the youth. And at that point, uh, I was doing the 10 dances. I know you're going to laugh now, but yes, I was doing all the Latin. Latin. Yeah. And what happened at the point is I won the world championship in the ballroom. Therefore, I decided that that was going to be my path. I felt very inspired by the ballroom it was all my passion so i gave up on the latin because of course you know it requires a lot of effort and time and money to work on both disciplines so at one point i believe all of us need to make a choice especially when you are young and you want to become successful in your life and that's and that's what i did at that point and i continued with the ballroom um, so I would say to answer to your question, it wasn't really a moment when I decided that it was going to be my career. It's kind of the way that the path went and my life transformed into, into my career. I was, um, I was very lucky because I was successful from a very young age, which has allowed me to retire a little earlier com compared to other professionals that are still out there, they're still dancing, they're still pushing. Um, so I feel, I feel very blessed and very lucky for this. That's, that's very good, very good. 
Oh, I will. I will look for your Latin videos on the internet. Oh God. <laughs> okay. Our next question comes from Mr. Alex Ardelian from North Alabama, Chapter Six One One Four, and he asks, "What can you improve in the federation that would bring in more dancers in the USA Dance Federation?" <laughs> so we will go a little bit of back and forth, a little bit of hit your history, general questions, and a few deep thoughts. Okay. Um, I I have a very deep uh, passion for USA dance because, um, as I already stated, I am a competitor myself. Uh, and uh, I've been retired only for about two years. Therefore, my the fire as a competitor is still inside me. On the other hand, Alessandro, I am uh, I am a businessman. I run four businesses, so I understand the importance of uh, taking care and develop each and every single aspect of. Uh, a corporation of anything we do and i consider usa dance one of those examples there are aspects in usa dance that need to be taken care of in general so in order to answer to this question what can i do to improve the federation that will bring more in more dancers i feel that in nowadays in the united states there is not a clear idea on why would someone at the college level as an example or just or just a kid being interested in doing ballroom dancing my answer to that is it might be a little complicated but really it's not what's complicated is the process that will take us to get there you see, Alessandro, in many countries like Russia, as an example, or even in Italy, you start doing dancing in preschool. It's an extra scholastic activity that you are exposed at a very young age. At a very young age in America, you get exposed to basketball, football, other type of sports that I love, I mean, nothing nothing wrong with it. But I also believe that ballroom dancing has a lot to offer to enrich the life of a young child. We have many, 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 many valuable points that we can bring to the table when it comes to ballroom dancing. Things as simple as the value of the mannerism of a gentleman, the education of the body, the coordination, there are medical studies that have been conducted on how ballroom dancing is beneficial to the human in general. Maybe more than much more of the other sports that America is at the moment incorporated into the school systems. Therefore, the answer to the question is we're going to have to find a way to implement ballroom dancing at the at the level of the schools to start in order to give the opportunity to this to this um activity that we love to do to be exposed to be seen to be considered as a one thing to do 
I have also to say, additionally, that we have to also been able to advertise the dancing in the levels that are not necessarily only within the community of people that we know each other. As an example, when we go to a competition, the audience that come is usually people that are already involved with the dancing. The goal will be to find a way to go to pass this limit, to go into homes of people that don't know what ballroom dancing is, to find a way to get into televisions, to find a way to get to the attention of the media, where now when people are on TV and they're changing channels, they see dance sport in the same way that they can see NFL or NBA. Only now we are planting a seed into people's mind in such a way that a child that is watching says, oh, mom, I want to do that. Or a cute little girl looking at professional dancer that is very captivating, of course, and said, oh, mama, I want to dress like a princess and look like that when I grow up. This is something that it's almost a seed that we plant into those children that now grow up knowing, being exposed to this reality of ballroom dancing. So as you see, Alessandro, to answer to the question of this gentleman, the, the, the job that needs to be done in my mind is pretty clear. Question is, it's not gonna be easy to get there because there is a lot of really work and bureaucracy and documentations and things that we need to be worked out in order to get there. What I think is very important, what I think is important is that we have clear where do we want to go. That's the key. If we know where do we want to go with dance sport, I think the sky is the limit. I think we can absolutely do this. And I will put all my effort into helping you as event and all of you guys with the dance sport to reach your goal. Not only for you, but also for the generation that will come after you. And I think it will be our duty to take care of this now for as much as we can in order to provide this for future generations. Very, very interesting, very motivating. Now, Mr. Andrea, let's take a moment and let's answer one of the comments and questions from the viewers. All right. So the first question that we will take is from Ms. Rosemary Farrell, and she asks, we need more members in our chapters, but there is no incentive to get them to join. What plans do you have to change this business model? Well, my dear Rosemary, this is, this is a very deep question. It is. <laughs> let me, let me um, state something publicly with all of you that um, you're listening uh, you're, you're listening to me today um the usa dance policy um at the moment as as a very special um policy called the neutrality policy which will not um allowed me quite yet to explain points that could be beneficial for um, my my potential office. Therefore, I have to be careful in the way I answer because I don't want this to sound like um, something that we're doing to promote myself. That's right. That is why 
Yes, that is why we ask the viewers that the questions are appropriate. So please Correct. keep that in mind. Uh, my dear, my dear Rosemary, I I have a detailed plan on how we are going to take care of this issue. What I can tell you is this. Um, the first of all, as a general thing, we all we also have to face that dancing is like economy. Dancing is like, in a way, Wall Street. It's it's something that people do, and it goes up, and then people lose interest. They do it again, then they lose interest. They do it again, they lose interest. It's kind of like the stock market, in a way. It has to do, for instance, has been has been statistics that has come. Um, has become more popular after Dancing with the Stars, for instance, where people feel that they want to do that. I can already tell you that we are about to get a very big wave of dancers because of the coronavirus. The coronavirus has been an example that has kept us from doing what we love, in our case is dancing. It kept us from social life. He kept us from connected with friends, going out. And in case of the chapters, it's prevented the chapters to organize the monthly dances, as an example. Therefore, right there, there is a point that we are already losing. There is not an incentive to somebody to be part because we are not dancing at the moment. I also strongly feel that once all of this will be over, there will be a big wave of people that are anger to go out and connect and have fun and go dancing and connect with people and listen to the music. So I'm hoping that from a very pullback that the coronavirus is giving us, we're going to gain a strong spring forward after this. I also, Rosemary, believe that the leaders' positions, people like... Uh, the presidents of the chapters, the board of the chapters, needs to play a very important role into motivating people in coming to the dances. I think that there is so much more that dancing can offer than the simple discount that you can get at the door if you are a USA Dance member. I feel that uh, one of the one of the problem, in my opinion, is that the chapter is always focused their biggest point of sales into the economic value of the chap of, of the membership excuse me in other words you are paying this much you get a discount uh, and etc what i really believe is that there are more deep values why people should be dancing i don't really think that having the two three dollar discount at the door is going to be a motivation for people to come dancing. I think that if someone realizes that something like dancing has been medically, scientifically proved to delay, as an example, the effect of Alzheimer's, develop coordination in people with Down syndromes, children with disabilities, for instance. Let's don't even talk about the capacity that dance has to bring people together to give a common passion, to give a purpose for us to do something, to enjoy music, to enjoy friends, a reason to get out of the house. There are so many reasons, in my opinion, they go way past the few dollars that you get discounted at the door if you're a member. I've always thought that. 
USA Dance as a federation has a strong power. And this power, in my opinion, is the social. I believe that the social dancers... I mean, think about that for a second, Alessandro. Every federation that we know in the world has competitive dancing. Italy, Russia, Ukraine, Japan. How many federation has social? None. I have traveled the world teaching in all countries. I was 20 years old when I already traveled to all five continents of, of the planet because of dancing. I met a lot of people, a lot of federation. I've been in many realities. I've experienced many things. USA dance as an ace in the sleeve and the ace in the sleeve are the social dancers. They are the life of this federation. And it's very important that we find a way that we enlighten, we support them in a way that is simply much more than the few dollar discount that we get at the door. There is so much more that we can offer, especially as professional, with the knowledge that we have in dancing to bring this community together. Every single person on the soil of the United States who moves his body when a piece of music comes up on the radio should be a USA Dance member. That's how I feel. Because we give them, we, we give them the opportunity to do something that they don't even know they're gonna love. Because it's addicting, Alessandro. It's very addicting. The people that are in charge of developing and promoting the ballroom dancing across America needs to be educated and we need to give them the tools and the weapons in order to go out and promote dancing for what dancing really is, for the reality of what ballroom dancing means. And in my opinion, it's not just a few dollar discount that you get on the door. Very true, very true. Now, we will take one more question for now from the viewers. If you have questions, you may continue to comment. This next question is from the gentleman, Mr. Ken Richards. Mr. Ken Richard asks, what are the four businesses that you run? And if you also are competing pro-am while running these businesses, how much time do you have to dedicate the amount, the immense amount of administrative work required by a board member of USA Dance? Okay, <clears throat> thank you, Ken, for the question. And uh, um, I, I, I salute you if you're online at the moment. The, I, I believe, uh, Mr. Richards, that this is not a one-man job. I believe that each one of us, including yourself, because I uh, remember historically meeting you and I know that you have been serving um, in USA Dance as well, um, that um, you are a part of the system. You know clearly more than me how much time it will take. But you also probably agree with me that it's such a big task that it cannot be conducted by one person only. I strongly feel that the best thing in life comes from the ability of people coming together. I, build, I, I think, Mr. Richards, that the problem with USA Dance is the unity, is the fact that this federation has been 
um, decomposed in many small different pieces. As I was mentioning before, one of the pieces is that people have lost hope in this federation, whether they are members or not. Um, then sport athletes have lost um, hope as well. As you will probably be aware, there are less couple competing in our beautiful competitions. The number of people attending NQEs, unfortunately, has been dropping recently. And the reason is because uh, through the years, uh, many things uh, did not go the way that I wish they would have gone. And this has killed in time the way that people have felt about this federation. I personally believe that some of the great champions that we have nowadays in America that belongs to other federation, my dear friend Eugene Katzman, that's now belongs to the Pro-Am and the other federation, organizer of the New York Dance Sport Festival. Um, he was a 10 times American champion with USA Dance. The same, the great Victor Fung, runners up and winner at Blackpool in WC. So those are people that have done their history also in USA Dance. So allowed me, allowed me to say that if this is what the federation was one time, I don't see why this federation cannot come back and being what it was, or even more. I'm personally not looking for a war. I'm actually seeking peace. What has brought us apart is the conflict of interest. And what I believe we all need to understand is that this is not me being more important than somebody else or vice versa. What's important is that we need to build a team of people based on the skills that they have and i am also sure that mr richard himself will have very valuable skills that he can bring to the table to favor this federation i don't think as i said that this is a one-band job but i also actually believe that a task force of people with variable and specific skills need to step up in order to create the group they will direct this federation in the direction that this federation needs to go yes it will be time consuming and yes it will be a lot of commitment but i've never done anything easy in my life i come from a very poor family and i worked all the way up myself when i was 14 years old mr richards my mother told me that I should stop dancing because my family could not afford for me to dance. So at 14 years old, I did this. I pulled up my sleeves and I started teaching because I needed to bring home money for me to be able to dance. I was 14 years old. My first student was 11 years old. I still remember. And he became a national champion a few years later. I was very proud of this. By the age of 18 years old, I was teaching over 75 competitive couples in over six dance studios across Italy, plus four countries, Sweden, Germany, Spain, and China. And at 14 years old, I did not speak English. The only reason why I'm giving you this little piece of history of my life is because I truly believe that when you don't born with a silver spoon in your mouth you learn very quickly that whether you take care of things yourself or nobody will 
This is the type of person I am. USA Dance is not an easy job. And I'm not gonna be able this thing by myself. I'm only gonna be able to try to put my input, my vision, my energy, and my enthusiasm to try to build the, best, the biggest federation, excuse me, that we can possibly do. Do I plan to do this by myself? No, because it's impossible. We all have to do this together. And I hope we are all on the same page on this. Thank you for your question. Very good. Now, I am receiving all your comments and questions, so we will get to each and every one. But let's go to our, yes, let's get back to our prepared questions. So, the wonderful Miss Claire Shepard from the USA Dance North Alabama Chapter 6114 would like to know, what's the best piece of advice What's the best piece of advice a coach has given to you? The best piece of advice that a coach has ever given me. Wow. Yeah, that's a good question. Very deep. Very deep. Let me think. Bill Irvin, MBE. MBE is a title that goes to, it stands for Member of the British Empire. It's a very prestigious title that goes to people that have achieved greatness in the United Kingdom. Um, one of my former teachers who died several years ago, teachers of many dancers across the world, Mr. Bill Irving, Bill and Bobby Irving, MBE, um, I was about probably 15, 14, 15 years old and Bill told me, I think I, think I was going there with a, with a new piece of quick step. Either it was a quick step of waltz, one of the two. I don't quite recall it at the moment. What I recall is the answer that he gave me that I think has signed me forever. I was showing this piece and you know my personality, I'm very excited and always ongoing, let's do this, let's do that, bara bara bara, pam, boom, pa, pish, boom, boom. So, and what happened is that Bill, Bill called me, you're talking about somebody who was 80 years old already when I was taking lessons. So you have to imagine that the environment of the lesson is very different from the lessons now. Speaks very quietly, almost in silent. You have to walk there very close to the teacher to actually hear what he's talking about. And after I showed this piece, I was so excited. I took my partner, Letizia. I go back to Bill and I'm like, okay, Bill, what do you think? How did I do? Well, excited, you know? He looks at me and he says, Andrea, remember, everybody can run. But how many people can win by standing still? Boom. There it just hit me in the face. And I was like, what? <laughs> I'm like, when you are 15 years old, it's kind of difficult to understand something like this. It took me years. I mean, verbally, verbally, I understand what he meant. But there was a very, very, very deep um, thing that he was teaching me at that moment. And... Uh, now that I'm 37 years old, I actually feel that that particular thought 
that Bill gave me would actually also apply to life, would not just apply to a piece of waltz or a piece of quick step. From the technical standpoint, what he meant is that dancing has transformed so much through the years that people have, to a certain extent, lost the purpose of the quality of dancing. So when they say everybody can run, what he meant is like the routines and the things sometimes are getting too fast. The shapes are getting too complicated, too exaggerating. And we're talking about when I was 14, 15 years old. So we're talking about 20 years ago, guys. So, and, and that was already back then. Um, so what he meant is you need to focus on the quality, on the stillness, on being calm, on being still, be able to present a beautiful body line, a beautiful line, a beautiful standing action that will be much more valuable and powerful than running around like a crazy horse. I remember that one of them, one of the um, students of Bill Irving, historically, has been the great Augusto Schiavo, many times Italian and world champion. Augusto, if you're online, hi, but I doubt it because it's 3 a.m. in the morning in Italy. <laughs> Maybe you'll see this later on the YouTube channel. Augusto was the exact example of Bill Irving teaching and technique. He was somebody that was moving very slowly on the floor, but yet very powerfully. Augusto did not need to run or do fancy choreography. Augusto would use his body weight and his put to the gravity, the perfect usage of footwork and things like this to, to show quality with stillness. The capacity of standing still show controls and balance, which are very ap ap um, appreciated concept in nowadays dancing. This is from the technical standpoint. From the other standpoint, Claire, I think that at this point in life, we need to take Bill's um, statement to me and we need to make it everybody's. We have been just going through a period of quarantine where the only possibility we have is to stay still. We can't run around. We can't do what we love to do. And yet, there is a lot of beauty in just staying still and appreciate the thing that we lose when we just run around. So I think that this is a thought that we can all take together. Very good. Now, for our next question. Now, I asked Mr. Andrea to keep this answer a little bit short so we can get to very interesting topics. Now, Mr. Jason Marcus would like to know, how do we keep the dancers safe when we reopen, especially since many in the dance community are in the at-risk group? What time frame should we look at for social dancing to start? Mr. Jason, um, it's a very good question, and I am not afraid to share with you that I've been receiving a lot of phone calls, and there are a lot of people that are actually concerned about what you are concerned. 
We are unfortunately in a situation where reopening the studios belongs, at least in Italy I'm talking, to a phase four. Uh, I don't know exactly what this one will equal in America, but phase four in Italy is basically the last phase of reopening businesses. And that's very sad on our end. Um, the government of the United States has decided to leave the choice of uh, reopening uh, the businesses to each single governor per state. So I know for sure that a state like Georgia, I was on the phone with uh, some, some fellows from Georgia the, earlier uh, today, they told me that Georgia has been open for two weeks. I'm in North Carolina and the things are just starting to get reopened now in North Carolina. So, in order for me to give you a time frame, I could not really answer to that question because it's really something that is based on the governor of each single state of the United States. Uh, in order to um, keep the dancer safe, uh, realistically, uh, my you know my 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 personal feeling about this coronavirus is. Um, it's been a little funny. I started, uh, I started hardcore. I was a very great supporter of, okay, shelter at home, we all stay safe, a couple of months, you know, this thing is gonna be over. As you are well aware, there has been several development of this situation and as, um, as almost confused us all in what really this coronavirus is. Some people think it's, there are political issues behind it. There are, you know, f financial, economics. There is, this is something that is much bigger than us. It's much bigger than, than, than me and you. It's much bigger than our dance community. It's, it's even bigger than the United States. This is something that worldwide has something to do with something. This is, this is my feeling. What we all can do is our small little bubble and take care of what we can take care of. I truly believe that uh, private lessons in times very soon won't be a problem. As long as we have the security of wearing a mask, gloves, disinfecting your hands before and after the lesson, and try to spend less time as possible gathering with people, um, I think that's what we have all done so far and we've been through two and a half months now of quarantine and we've been pretty good with this. The social is something that unfortunately we'll have to wait because it's not up to us to decide. As you know, I have uh, a competition that I... Um, been helping organizing for quite some time the Charlotte Star Ball and my competition was in March has been postponed and I've been receiving phone calls from people asking me when, I, when I'm intending to run the competition and unfortunately I cannot come up with a date yet because that means a gathering of people and we very well go ahead and give a question um, excuse me we can very well go ahead and give a date and then the date is not going to be doable because the restrictions 
will allow will, will not allow us to run the event. The same thing will be with the studios. I feel that at the moment, unfortunately, we have to hang in this together. What I can what I can assure you is that people are very angry to go out and pick up dancing again. They are very anxious. They would like to go out. They would like to dance, and etc. So. As, as, as far as you think that this might be a, a problem, Mr. Jason, um, it is a problem for us at the moment, but I also believe that in the near future, when everything is over, if God wants, everybody will be very ready to just get out and repopulate those, those studios, those socials, probably more than before. So all I can say is let's cross fingers, let's all stay positive, and let's try to work for the best. Yes, yes. Now, Mr. Andra, this, uh, my next question is a little bit lengthy. Now, we would like to go back to Mr. Richards, who has a few more questions. Now, Mr. Richards states, I'm not sure I understand your comments about the USA Dance neutrality policy and how it impacts your ability to respond and tell us your plans. The policy preamble states, Purpose. The purpose of this neutrality policy is to protect USA Dance's tax-exempt interest when it is contemplating entering into a transaction or arrangement that might benefit the private interest of an officer or direct officer, excuse me, director of USA Dance or might result in possible excess benefit transaction as stewards of a non-profit. Mr. Richards, I feel it may have gone out, but Mr. Andrea, one second, please. Then Mr. Richard responds, thank you for your response. I agree that things were much better in the past. I agree the conflicts of interest is a huge problem of the past couple of years. However, I would like to know what the four businesses are that you run so I can understand what else you're in or, excuse me, you are involved with. So I'm sorry, Mr. Andre, one second. My answer, there needs to be a new model and guidance given to chapters. Some are growing while most are losing members. The chapter conference used to be a major way the national organization helped chapters share good ideas and training. It needs to restart ASAP. Now, Mr. Andrea, could we have your thoughts on these, please? Uh, of course. I we're going we're going to do uh, this with mr richard because i believe that mr richard and i might have a lot to talk about i would like to pick mr richard's brain and uh, understand more what he has to say and help i'm just gonna say this uh, mr richards um and then i will be very glad to have a conversation with you maybe on a channel where you and i can go more in depth about these things and letting uh, other people on this channel also ask the question considering that you've already asked the one question. So we give possibility to everybody to answer. However, the as far as the neutrality, um, the neutrality policy, I've been advised that, um, as you are well aware, I have sent the documentations in as I am um, hoping to be put on the ballot to run for the office of USA Dance in the 2020 election this is not a secret for anybody and uh, i have been kindly advised that uh, we cannot use any usa dance related uh, website or channels to do any personal advertisement and uh, 
I am very aware of the policies and I'm trying to not to um, do anything wrong for everybody's interest as well as my interest. Therefore, I feel that uh, using uh, this interview to um, publicly point out what my points will be and how I'm planning to change um, or I would like to implement into the Federation is something that will probably will require a later scenario when and if my name will be put on the ballot. If that will be the case, I will be more than happy to share with you my vision on everything. Having said that, I will be glad to have a private chat with you and go over everything you would like to ask me. But thank you again for your time and your commitment to your safety. Yes, thank you, Mr. Richards. Now, we will take one more question for now from the viewers. Now, I apologize if you are still viewing. I'm, I'm uneducated on how to pronounce your name. But this gentleman would like to know, how would you convince social dancers to come and watch competitors just to enjoy, even though they don't compete? My dear Remo, how are you? <laughs> it's good to see you, my friend. The, the, the question, Remus, is a very good question. And again, it will, it will, it will, take, uh, it will take some time as we're going to have to build our industry in a much larger scale. You see, at the moment, uh, I feel that there has been historically a big division between the social dancers and the competitors. The social dancers has always felt less important than the dancers. My personal call on that is they are absolutely equal. I think that the life the USA dance has is equally um, due to the existence of the dancers as well as the social dancers. Actually, to be really fair, looking at the numbers right now, I would say two-thirds are social dancers versus competitors. There is one thing we all have to understand, my dear Rimas. People are all different. And they are people that are willing to make the leap of faith and people that are just very happy to stay where they are and that is perfectly fine what do i mean by that is that in our mind as competitors because i i consider myself a competitor of course the goal is competition but that is coming from a seasoned competitor that's been on the dance floor for 31 years but the same concept looked under the perspective of a social dancer is not interested in coming to watch a competition. So the real, the real question is, do we really need to push these people to come and watch competition? Not really. Because if we go and watch soccer or football, the people that fill up those stadium are people that are interested into the team, are people that are interested into football and soccer. When Blackpool runs, I go and pay my airline, my ticket 
my hotel and my food to watch Blackpool Dance Festival because that's my passion and I'm okay with that. When the Carolina Panthers play here at the stadium, I don't go and pay the ticket and it's much cheaper to go and watch the Carolina Panthers than go and watch Blackpool Dance Festival. But it's not my passion. So if you follow me with this thought, it doesn't matter how much someone can come to me and tell me, please come, please support, please let's push the Carolina Panthers. My passion is going to stay the dancing and his passion is going to stay the Carolina Panthers. What I'm trying to say is that we can only use dancing as a vehicle to advertise competition and dance sport. But each one of the members need to find his happy place. They need to be valued and respected in the exact position that he chooses to stay. The fact that he's a social dancer doesn't make him any better or, or, or worse than a competitive dancer. There is so much beauty into social dancing just as much as there is in competitive dancing. The problem is the point of view. You need to be able to see it. Because if you see it, then you can genuinely give a suggestion to this person without necessarily pressuring these people into doing something that is correct under your point of view, but not necessarily that person's point of view. Yes, that is very true. Yes. Now, let's move to Mr. Dave and Connie Kuntz from USA Dance Royal Palm Chapter 6016. They ask, when you compare your experience as a multiple time world champion, Blackpool semifinalist and medalist for both Italy and the United States, do what do you see here in the American dance world? What do you think we could excuse me, improve in the US, both in social dance and in dance sport? And more broadly, what is your vision for the future of social dance in dance sport in the United States? My dear, the second part of the question, what is my vision? I am going to share with you my general vision. Of course, I cannot enter in details quite yet, but I will be very happy to do so in the near future. I believe, and I am not um, afraid of state this publicly. I believe the U.S. can become the biggest and strongest federation in the world. I believe that the way that is structured, the demographic that we have, and the way that this federation could be developed, has really no limit of how we can develop this federation. I know this, and I'm going to connect now to your first question, because I come from a country where Dancing is taught in school, so people, children have the opportunity to start at this vision at a very young age. I also come from a country where my president back in the day, the president of our federation, 
was a very successful uh, businessman and politician. Um, granted, I don't think the politics is a bad thing. I actually think that well done politics is what needs to be done for success. Um, and I know that many of the Italian couples were successful because there, were, there was a strong president and a strong federation behind who supported those dancers in many ways financially politically there are many ways and there are many aspects that this federation needs to be um helped in order to do that what i can tell you dear connie is that i have been experiencing these changes in my country with uh, a person the president as i said before that was very inspirational, was a mentor for me, in a way. And I have seen the changes that he has done to the Federation bef before the explosion. I know that we live uh, in a country where we have 300 or more, 340 million people living here, give and take. And USA Dance members now is much less than 9,000. And Italy, that has the size of the state of Florida, has over 100,000 members dancing. And they are all competitive dancers, because as I said before, we do not have social included into that. Therefore, that clearly tells us that there are some steps that we need to take in order for this organization to develop where it needs to go. For now, what I feel like I want to share with you, Miss Connie, is that we need to stay positive and hope. We need to be the motivators of people. I feel that if we want to rebuild this, and I reconnect this to Mr. Ken Richards' question, this is not something Andrea can do by himself. Andrea can be a motivator. I can be the one who share with you my vision. But I cannot do this without each and every single one of you. If we don't start all of us changing the way that we think about ourselves and about dancing, we are not going to produce positive energy. We are who we think we are. If we keep thinking that things are bad, the things are not going to get better magically. We're going to have to start changing the way that we envision the dancing, the social. We need to start talking and talking and talking positively about what we do, what we organize, come up with more event, come up with more incentive, come up as Mr. Richard was stating in his last comment, we need to come up with a new plan and I agree with this we need to come up with a new plan and this new plan has to be seen by people so they can all share the vision we all need to see together where we are going with this and we all need to wanting to go there together granted I know you Miss Connie and I know that I am I am preaching to a priest, basically. I know that you have a very fantastic devotion to USA Dance. 
I know that your chapter is one of the most successful. It was in the top six nominated for chapter of the year last year. Also was in the in the in, in the top six. And I give you my congratulations for that because you are doing a fantastic job. And actually in the future, I'm gonna have to need your help to share with other people what you have done to be so successful. So you see, you're actually looking the answer into me, whether the real answer, Miss Connie, is into you. I need to take you, what you have done, and share with other people your passion, your commitment, your action, and take your chapter as an example to do and to repeat into other chapters to be able to be successful. That is part of the project already. There we go. Now, our next question comes from Miss Herbert McGurk. She asks, as a membership director of USA Dance, how would you increase our membership? Excuse me, Mr. Mr. Herbert McGurk. As a membership director of USA Dance, how would you increase our membership? Dear Herbert, the membership is, uh, I, have, I have kind of answered a little bit to the question earlier today. When I actually said that, in my opinion, what you need to understand is that we are offering, or we will be offering even more in the future, of a just simple discount at the door. Um, I know, I know, Herb, that you are a very active member and devoted member of USA Dance, and I would like to take this opportunity to thank you for everything you're doing for our community. Um, and then again, just like Connie, we need we need more people like you um, in order to do this thing together. Um, what I have been doing is I've been talking a lot to people. I've been traveling across America and talking to members of USA Dance, social members on purpose, particularly. And I've been gathering information about things that they don't like or they would like to have changed. I have, uh, um, I have uh, 24 presidential points um, planned that I would like to share with you in the future, guys. Um, once again, because of the um, neutrality policy, I'm going to have to be waiting and hope that my name will be on the ballot. After that, I will answer in detail any questions that I can. However, Herb, um, the quick answer to you is there is a method and there is a structure, and this structure is based on the fact that every single member needs to feel important. We are all humans. We all need to feel special. We don't need to feel that the social member is less valuable to this organization than a competitor. Because let me tell you something, he's not. They are equally important. And our goal in the future as the management will be to make that message clear to everybody with the tools that we'll be providing that we also incorporate money discounts and savings and things like that but there is so much more that we can offer to these members than just a simple discount but thank you for your question 
Very nice. Very good. Now, our next question, this will be the last one for now. Um, Mr. Clifford Arnold would like to know, can you please discuss what circumstances will allow for our traditional USA dance competitions? Any guess when this might occur? Now, Clifford Arnold, Mr. Clifford, is from chapter number 6044. Can you please discuss what circumstances will allow for our traditional USA dance competition? Mr. Clifford, I am so sorry. If you are online right now, I am not quite sure I truly understand your question. If you could kindly, um, hopefully you are online and you can kindly give me a little more specification of what you need. I will be very glad to answer to you. Um, Alessandro, I don't know if in the meantime we have another question. We want to give this gentleman the time to write. Yes, we will, as soon as he comments, if he is online, we will go to him. But okay. let's move on to Miss Kyrie Melancon. I hope I am pronounce, pronouncing it right. Now, Miss Kyrie asks, how do you feel about ballroom dance as a dance therapy, specifically for children with autism and ADHD? What do you feel is the next step in offering these types of classes to a greater audience? My dear Kiri, first of all, hi, it's very nice to see you and thank you for watching and supporting. Um, this is also part of the question to Mr. Richards when he asked me what are my businesses. Some of the, some of those are in, in real estate. Some others, um, I am the founder and the president of the Tomorrow's Champions Foundation, which is a 501c3 fully charitable organization that provide dance lessons for children with disabilities. We've been running this program now for about a couple of years. We've been successful in the local area. Um, We've been taking care of children with disabilities as well as financial disabilities, but also um, children with um, autism, Down syndrome, um, Asperger's. And I can tell you, my dear Kiri, that the impact the dancing, ballroom dancing, has on people with especially mental issues are astonishing, astonishing. I am um, I, I I apologize for my for my clock going off. It's it's nine p.m. Um, I've, as, as you know, I've been conducting myself studying about biomechanics and anatomy of the body um, myself. That's because uh, I'm passionate about this and understanding more in order to be a better teacher and a better coach. Um, so I've been reading uh, a lot of studies and medical studies about how the dance has impact um, children or just general people. Um, and the way that it's been scientifically proven being extremely beneficial for their body and for their mind and for their soul. 
but I've also, due to the fact that I have been part, uh, I am actually part of the Tomorrow's Champions Foundation, I have seen with my own eyes improvement of children that started with us and in months. And I have videos that I can share with you of parents sending me messages in tears, thanking for the way that their children are doing things they were not able to do before, improving their coordination, improving their capacity of reaching out, improving many, many things. Therefore, I believe very, very, very strongly that we, as USA Dance in the future, we will have to implement as well the program in making dancing available to people in needs, less fortunate, if, if, if you want to say. And we need again to provide the tools and the teachers and find and study a structure in order to provide the teachers that can go ahead and provide these dance lessons. And I know for sure, and I know that you're aware of that because you are um, very um, involved into this particular aspect, that you will be actually an excellent asset in order for us to develop this. And I'm open to any kind of input that you might have in how to develop. As I said before, I think that this federation has fantastic potential in many ways and it needs to be developed in all the aspects that we can, creating a task force of people that are very, very knowledgeable and passionate about what they believe. And I think that we can definitely help us with this. So thank you very much for your input. And yes, the door is very open. Now, Mr. Clifford Arnold was referring to the COVID-19 limitations. Now, Ms. Antoinette Day Talk piggybacks on what Mr. Clifford says. She says, I believe Clifford, Mr. Clifford Arnold is referring to what we may need to happen in order for us to get back to competing in light of social distancing requirements due to COVID-19, or possibly how you see competitions evolving in order to maintain social distancing. Dear Antonio, you are watching. For those of you who don't know, Antoniette is actually taking care of all the USA Dance network and social media at the moment, and she's doing a fantastic job. And I would actually argue with anybody that has to say otherwise. So I would like to take this opportunity, my dear Antoniette, to de really thank you from the bottom of my heart for what you're doing. I think it's great and phenomenal. Thank you very much. Um, she always jumps in to help, as she just did right now, to clarify the question for me. And um, Mr. Clifford, the, the, the question unfortunately goes behind what I can possibly um think or say or decide the covid 19 pandemic is something that historically we have never experienced before and the way that this is impacting not only the industry of dancing but every business all over the world 
is unseen. The consequences of this are going to be something that I cannot believe we can put in words simply because we don't know what we're facing, quite, quite honestly with you. If we were to really come up with a vaccine, then the problem would be basically solved, theoretically speaking. Then we can all get vaccine, then we can go back to our normal life. The problem with competing is that, unfortunately, competitions require for people to gather. So as long as those restrictions don't get lifted and eased up, it's going to be difficult. It's, it's going to be difficult and challenging for us to organize competitions. What we can do and what I highly suggest anybody to do is to take as much precaution as possible. If we can clearly show by our action that we are a very responsible and educated group community of people, that take this very seriously and we show up at competition maintaining distance, at least in the audience, wearing masks, gloves, avoid gathering of people, we will probably be end up producing events that don't necessarily create at the end of those events another disaster in people that have been contagious. In other words, if we were to organize a competition and at the end of the competition, three quarters of the people who attended that are now infected with COVID-19, I think that it's going to be very difficult for us in the future to keep running these competitions. It goes back into how responsible we are and how we can manage this thing with our own little bubble. You know, it's kind of the same thing. It's kind of the same thing when I was a child and I was very, very young and I ate my ice cream. And then when I finish, I throw the paper on the, on, in the street, in the, in, the, in the walkway I was. So my father went back, picked it up. He came to me and explained that we can do this. And I was, I don't know, eight, nine years old. And I asked dad, but everybody does that, I said. You see, it's all dirty here. What difference does it make if I put it down or not? And my dad answer was, if everybody will think like you, we will be submerged by trash. And what I've learned from the day is that we cannot control what other people do. We can only control what we can change. What I'm trying to go with this is that if we were to organize a competition and we are all responsible to behave the way that we are supposed to behave in order to limit as much as possible the spread of a virus, then probably more and more organizers will feel comfortable to try to organize a competition. Now, granted, we're still talking about a gathering of people in a room. So there are other aspects to that. I know for a fact that some of the biggest chain of hotels in the world, like Hilton and Marriott, has taken extra precaution now 
in implementing their system of filtrations into the HVAC systems in order to have rooms with a better ventilation to allow that they are taking extra steps into disinfecting and sanitizing rooms and 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 common spaces and everything uh, therefore i truly believe if we all work together and do what needs to be done we will be able to go back to what we love the most because for us is dancing but for other people is other things there is no dancing is is a problem for basketball is is a problem for other sports is a problem for swimming is problem for everything that requires social gathering so we all have to do whatever we can in order to go back to what's normal if yeah. is that what we call normal yes very responsible community of dancer across the united states and, and i count in each and every single one of us on doing the right thing yes very good now, this next question, we move on to the gentleman, Mr. Todd Corain. Mr. Corain, I would like to take a second to uh, thank you for your compliment. Now, Mr. Turain, excuse me, Mr. Todd Corain asks, what will you do to reach out to formerly active volunteers, coaches, professionals, and athletes who left the organizations over the last five years and bring them back? <laughs> Mr. Kirain, thank you very much for your question and to just give you a very, very quick answer, I will give them a phone call. The reason why I'm telling you this, and I'm not being sarcastic of anything, I think that the problem with this organization, Ms. Kirain, has been as I was stating to Miss Ken, uh, to excuse me, Mr. Ken Richards before, has been conflict of interest, and I'm not talking conflict of interest as far as the little document that we need to sign when we do petition or when we are, you know, trying to file for something. I'm talking about real, personal conflict of interest with people that has different interest than the simple and genuine success of the Federation. I believe there has been people, and I'm very aware of this, um, Mr. Crane, that has left the Federation as a form of uh, um, protest against some kind of action that was taken from whoever was in charge. And I believe that we all need to sit back and be able to find our point of unity. I believe that there is no success in war. As I stated before, I'm going to restate it again, I'm seeking peace. I'm not only seeking peace within USA Dance, I'm seeking peace also with other federations. I'm seeking peace because I think we all belong to the one huge family of dancers where there is no need to be divided we can all be united under the same roof and dance and joy and share the thing we love the most so i have absolutely no problem with anybody who is currently into the federation 
the current management. I have no problem with anybody in there. And I have no problem with anybody who left the Federation. And if some of those people are actually listening to me right now, I will take this opportunity to encourage you to please give me a call. Please take five minutes of your precious time to talk and see how we can find a way to bring this thing together. Unity, unity is what we miss. And unity is what we're going to bring back to this organization. Yes, very good. Mr. We go back to Mr. Arkady and Ms. Liana from the Chicago chapter number 2001. They ask, how do you see these organizations working together to support each other? Now, they're talking about the USA Dance Federation and the NDCA Federation. My dear Arkady, this is uh, clearly a very sophisticated um, question. And the reason is because the, realistically, realistically speaking, there is no, in my opinion, there is no reason why the Federation should fight into the first place. As I was stating earlier during this interview, many of the actual champions um, of um, of the NDCA are actually former USA Dance champions. Um, I named before people like um, my dear friend Eugene or Victor and Anastasia, um, and I can name many more. Therefore, I truly believe, Arkady, that the only reason that this federation split with the NDCA and of course we all agree on this one, it's simply political. There is no there is no actual reason and I don't see why we can't possibly sit down and find a way. We have different interests, we all share the same passion which is dancing, but NDCA it's a federation that is um, led uh, by um, led, I have to say very well by uh, a gentleman who is uh, which i respect a lot is has been also one of my mentor um the dear brian mcdonald and um uh, i i feel that brian has done a fantastic job with ndca as has created the strongest pro m federation in the world realistically and uh, he has created, with the support of other people around him, of course, he has created a federation that can count thousands and thousands of members now and millions and millions of dollars in organizing competitions, entries, advertising, companies. There is business for everything and everybody. And, and I think Brian has done a, a fantastic job. And I actually take Brian as an inspiration uh, for us in the sense that realistically, USA Dance is an amateur competition, um, excuse me, federation. Well, NDCA is a federation that mostly based the business on Pro-Am. Granted, you have a lot of amateur couples, especially now 
that are now shifting into NDCA and dancing competitions. And I don't see why they shouldn't. This is Sierkadi, this is the whole point. I don't think that one excludes the other one. I think that every couple should be able and free to dance every event that they want because it's just an opportunity for them to be judged, for them to challenge themselves in doing better with a different panel of adjudicators. See, in my opinion, there is no reason to fight, period. They base their business mainly on Pro-Am, we based our business mainly on a social dancer and on the dance sport, because of course we are affiliated with WDSF. And as we all know, NDCA does not like WDSF and it's okay because, you know, life is beautiful because it's different. You have the white and you have the black. All I'm saying is that, yes, those federations are different and yes, those federations believe in different purposes. But this is not a good enough reason to have a fight. So I truly believe that at the moment we should focus on rebuild our beloved USA Dancer, focus on what we have at the moment, try to bring the numbers up, try to establish and restructure the Federation in a way that it can actually be more successful, and then who knows what the future holds? Who knows if we're not going to be able to sit down and have a conversation with these people? Everything has happened and changed in my life, Arkady, so much that I truly believe at this point everything is possible. Everything. If we, if we believe and we have passion, we can do this. And I have a big dream about this federation and I have a big dream about finding a way to build all, bring all this dance community back together. And we never have to stop dreaming. The day we stop dreaming is the day that we are dead. Until that, we gotta stay positive and think we can do it, and we will do it. There we go. Now, we move on to this next question. Miss Antoinette Daytalk asks, what role do you believe USA Dance and WDSF should or could be playing in encouraging the developing American style dancers in Canada, South America, Europe, and Asia? My dear Antoinette, um, this is uh, something that uh, has already started. I have many, I have many of my friends that um, across the world are getting more and more involved into the American style. I know for a fact because I've been um, judging uh, you and Patrick many times. I know that you are a very good um, smooth and rhythm dancer. Uh, therefore, I know that you're very passionate about the American style, and quite honestly, I am too. I think is the is a characterization, is, is, the, is the peculiarity of our country. As a matter of fact, it's called the American style. I think that WDSF has already started, actually I know for a fact, WDSF has already started a path towards the incorporation of the American styles into um, their competitions. An example has been the competition um, that um, 
was organized in uh, Atlanta, I think it was the southern, um, southeastern dance port where um, Mr. and Ms. Crowder uh, hosted the World WDSF Smooth Champion and I think was uh, very successful. That is the actual proof that WDSF has already the interest into these styles. I believe that America has to play a fundamental role into this because we are basically the founder, the creator of these styles. And nobody more than us really at the moment so far has reached greatness in um, the American styles. Um, you know, just to name a few, a friend of mine, the great Peter and Alexandra Perjou, um, they've been champ world champion for many, many years in American Smooth. Um, my dear friend David, David Hamilton and Miss um, Foropanova, they've been champions for years, Wild Star Bowl champions. Uh, and I can name more, Nazar and Irina for the Latin, uh, my, my, my friends, the Paramanov. I mean, I can go on and on for, for hours. Those are all couples that are living in America. And those are all couples that have done their success in their business in America. So we are the leading force of the American styles, really, for the entire planet, for whichever federation would like to take part into this. And I think it's our duty and our job to try to develop this in other countries. As you stated, Antonietta, Canada, um, South Africa, there are already people that are interested in, 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 in doing that. I know that my dear friend Wayne Eng, um, owner of the Dance Vision program and uh, Emerald Ball, he has started already a program with Dance Vision and they're already bringing syllabus and everything in Russia. And um, I've seen already competitions going in Russia um, as, well as, in, as well as in Europe. I judge several competitions where we do have American styles. Now, granted, in America, when you talk about American styles, you have a bunch of couples coming in. And when you talk about international styles, you have less. In Europe, it's actually the opposite. International styles are very populated. American styles do not have so many attendants and competitors quite yet. But again, it's a process. It's developing. I think that America has to play a fundamental role into this. And we will do everything that we can in order to implement and help our friends in Canada, South America, Europe. It's up to us to contact them and develop. The goal is, Antoniette, the goal is wanting to develop. That's what the point is. We go back to the conversation we've been having all night. The point is wanting to change things. We all know what needs to be changed. Are we willing to take that step? That's the question. So, yes, we will. The question is yes. And I know that'll make you very happy because you are a very passionate American style dancer. <laughs> so thank you for your question, Antoniette. I hope you answer your question. And there we go. All right, guys, now for the last question of the night. Now, this is the last question, but do not fear, we will have another event. Therefore, Make sure you send me your questions if we were not able to get to them. I apologize, 
but either send them to my email or Facebook Messenger me. Now, Mr. Andra, the last question for tonight. Yes. What are your thoughts on the USA Dance Nationals 2020 and the fact that they are split between three competitions? Uh, Alessandro, it's. Uh, mm, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to do. I'm gonna try to say this. Okay? The way I'm gonna answer to this question is absolutely personal. I'm not intending on pointing fingers of anything or anybody. I'm going to answer this question on my personal feeling and call on this. I have been a competitor for 31 years of my life, Alessandro, and I personally feel that the um, for as much as the competitors are ready and wanting to go back, after a quarantine period of, we don't know how long because realistically studios are not being open quite yet, I feel the competitors has not been had the chance to take lessons, practice into studio, take group classes, lectures, whatever it might take to prepare a competition. And as you, as you're well aware of, two of the upcoming great competitions that were coming, the Gambo Dance Sport and the Oklahoma City, they were all canceled due to the COVID-19, if I'm not mistaken. Leaving us into going into the month of September without any possibility for any competitor to go on the floor and practice. By practice, I mean getting the opportunity to get back into his shoes, put his tail suit on, have the feeling of doing a couple of rounds and do that a little bit more before you go to nationals. Now, granted, I believe that our federation is, is already all dissembled in a way, because as you all know, you know we're losing members and everything, so we all, we, we all know there is this, we're, all, we're facing this problem. So the fact that we have, personal, personal, this is again just my feeling about this, the fact that we have a national championship split in three competitions, it's a message of division to me where some people will go there, some people will go there, and some people will go there. Whether realistically what we're looking at is everybody to convey together into one event that shows the unity and the commitment of this industry. It's going to be very difficult to produce that feeling if you spread and divide this in three events. Um, I would much rather... Um, suggest to uh, run the events the way they were originally scheduled uh, of course providing the fact the event will run because we of course hope that we're talking about october now so we are all hope that the things is going to be back to normal in october run the events as normal NQEs. let people dance let people come together give the opportunity to a to a competitor like I've been for so many years, to get some miles, get back into your routine, get back into your shoes, let them bump on the floor, let them practice floor craft, let them see what happens when you're getting tired after two, three rounds. You know what I mean? Get the feeling of the competition first before 
you you make them fight for a national title and then running the event in one event later during the year all together again this is my personal feeling about it i understand that people can have different feelings a different thought about it um i'm sure that the national management is trying to do the best thing and uh, i'm always um supportive of uh, USA Dance and whatever decision they make, I will support them, um, whether I agree or not, that it doesn't matter, but I will, um, I will, of course, be there and support competitors, organizers, and the Federation altogether, as I usually do. Very good, very good, very good. Now, I lied. That was not the last question. This oh, okay. You have not plugged in the computer. Good. Now, as Italians, we always have to finish our conversation in one way and one way only. Forza. Forza Juve. Sempre. Forza Juve, Forza Italia. Always, every day, everywhere. Okay, thank you so much, Mr. Andrea Saramello, for being able to Very, very quickly. Um, to all of you guys watching, I would really, really, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for your time and your commitment on this. For Alessandro, of course, to run the program, I want to wish you all the success. Uh, I feel there is clearly a lot more questions and a lot more that can be asked. So I'm sure in the near future, in the near future, we can definitely connect again, and I will be happy to. Uh, answer your question once again if you feel that there is something in particular you would like to discuss with me you can reach me directly and i will be happy to um to to clarify and discuss with you your view about this great community and dance federation that we have thank you so much alexandro again for your time and good luck for your program in the future thank you so much and just one more time i would like to clarify this was just an amazing interview about a lot about his history, his competitive career, and just a little bit about uh, just a little bit about his thoughts. Just a normal interview with Andrea Zaranella. So thank you so much, Mr. Andrea, and hope thank to you see guys. you very soon. Stay safe. Thank you so much. Thank you, and stay safe. Bye bye. Watching, like, and subscribe. We love you guys.